You already know what time it is. Welcome back into the What Offseason Sports Podcast, everybody. Coming on today's episode, we know the playoffs and the Super Bowl is easily right around the corner. I'm coming at you with some dark horse Super Bowl matchups, some teams that you're probably not going to see in the bowl, but we're going to be here and make some cases for you as to why these teams could match up in the big game in February. But I'm not alone today. On the show, I'm bringing a special guest, the gentleman responsible for the Pick'ems League that I'm in. You know, I post updates about it every week when we pick the winner of every NFL game. The HBK heartbreak kid himself, Sean Michaels from Mike on the Mike Sports. What's going on, man? Introduce yourself to the show today. What's up, y'all? I'm excited to be on today, give you some interesting Super Bowl matchups. Definitely going to bring that sports heat as I do on my show every week. If you guys want to go check me out, if you like what you hear from me uh, throughout the rest of the show, I'm Mike on the Mike Sports across the board, just launched the YouTube. That's kind of what I'm pressing really hard right now. Um, Just launched the YouTube channel, trying to get to a point where I can start monetizing um, as we grow into this so I can do it a lot more seriously. So I'm excited for this. If you guys like it, definitely go check me out. Mike and the Mike Sports, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. He's the TikTok king, always putting out the content on TikTok. And all of his links will be in the description of the video and, of course, on the screen or at Mike on the Mike Sports. However, you are consuming this episode today, you got to go check him out on social media. Man, go ahead and throw me your first Dark Horse Super Bowl matchup that we could possibly see in February. All right, so the first one, and as far as dark horses go, this is the one that I would want to see. You know, we're talking about dark horse. Dark horse kind of means, you know, we're probably going to eliminate the Saints, probably going to eliminate the Packers, eliminate the Chiefs, Bills. (laughs) Those guys are kind of favorites, right? Right, right, right. Talking those guys being dark horses. So talking about teams that I would want to see that aren't those guys, um, first matchup I'm going to throw at you is possibly the Colts, Phillip Rivers, Indianapolis versus the Seattle Seahawks. Look, like Seattle's it. defense is turning on. Back on Indianapolis, man. They're a good of team. Course, of course. I think that they're a very efficient team. That's yes. the big thing about the Indianapolis Colts. Um, when they show up and they play efficient football, they're very tough to beat. It just comes down to is Phil Rivers going to get stripped once and throw two picks or right. Phil come out and manage the game and let that defense and, you know, the stars. Jonathan Taylor's kicking on, but the star receivers they got there in Indianapolis can really carry Phil Rivers a long ways. Definitely. And then as far as Seattle – I'm seeing Seattle's defense start to step up at the end of the season. Huge. So if they find that Russell Wilson magic that they had in what, like the first eight to 10 games of the year, Seattle can still be a very scary team. Absolutely. I think they're the best team in the NFC on paper yeah. when healthy, man, over yeah. my Saints. And, and I think that's a lot for me to say, dude, but on paper, best team when healthy in the NFC. Yeah, anytime you see Seattle line up, you just get that feeling. You get that buzz. You get that excitement. The neon greens. They got DK Metcalf and Tyra Lockett going off at the receiver positions. As long as Russell Wilson can get this offense getting back to what they were like back then, Seattle actually could make a run. They may not even be a dark horse. You know what I mean? Because they are actually a very good team, a very well-built team offensively and defensively. Um, That Jamal Adams trade is starting to show and pay dividends towards the end of the season here. So Seattle versus Indianapolis is my first dark horse matchup. Um, I'm saving the best one for last. So Absolutely, man. Hey, I love that. I love the respect on Indianapolis. <laughs> and everybody who's been following the show, you know that I'm super high on the Indianapolis Colts. Not necessarily maybe how deep they'll run into the playoffs, but I do believe that this team has a Super Bowl roster. And I've been saying it all year as well that I think you give the Colts a surefire quarterback that comes out and produces, I would say, 90% of the season that I don't feel like Phillip Rivers necessarily does. I've been calling for Matt Ryan to go to Indianapolis. You give them a quarterback that's got that experience. They go in there with the young talent, get the locker room in on them, and then they could run for the Super Bowl because I think they're a top five roster on 
on both sides of the football. And I absolutely love how you alluded to the Indianapolis Colts there, man, because I could definitely see them. And like you said, might not be a dark horse, but I know some teams aren't potentially necessarily thinking about these two guys meeting up in February. So I'm definitely riding with that matchup there. The first dark horse Super Bowl prediction here from me, I'm going to have the Bucks at the Cleveland Browns. And from the perspective of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I feel like they're getting solid at the right time. And I know they've lost to some good teams since that absolute embarrassment on national TV, 38-3 to my New Orleans Saints. But they've also had their fair share of points as well. You see they bombed it on the Lions. They've had the big game against the Panthers. Now, yes, Teddy got hurt in that game. But I also have them a little higher than most people would in my rankings because I feel like on paper, on their best day, they are one of the scariest teams, like potentially a Seattle Seahawks because we know who Brady is. He can play well. And if he can just overcome the kind of rigid coaching that he's going through right now, I feel like the Bucs can be a scary team. And I think Brady's rounding into shape as well. 66% passing, over 4,000 yards and almost 40 touchdowns. So that's without question better than his, I want to say like 26 touchdowns, 11, 12 picks last year. It was uh, for his year in New England. But also another thing is the defense has the potential to be as good as any I thought at one point in this NFL season that the Tampa Bay Bucks really did have the best defense at one point and we saw what they were early on in the year but they have reeled back if you actually go check the numbers Tampa Bay is in the lower third lower fourth some some aspect there of the league in passing yards allowed on defense so they're not the strongest uh, through the air but we know they're second in the league whatever that may be um, you know on the ground against the run and of course you know every team has that potential to turn it back on when it matters most and I feel like maybe you know they get the mojo going with Brady whatever it may be and that segues perfectly speaking of Brady into my next part about the Bucks, is there's no doubting Brady yet in my opinion in the playoffs I know he's had his skips in the regular season and I know he's been seeing ghosts throwing bad you know throwing bad um, throws interceptions just sometimes not putting his team in a good spot to succeed as much as they could in the game and um, you know haven't we learned really from betting against Tom Brady I mean the year against the Chiefs it was the Patriots Chiefs AFC championship when I think the Chiefs should have went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago Brady came out there and won that game we saw what he did uh, you know in the Super Bowl against Atlanta we know what Brady has done in the playoffs we don't even need to go through the laundry list of everything he's got to his name. But in terms of true knowledge, depth, and just playoff experience in a player, I don't think you can look any further than Brady. On the side of the Browns as well, their front seven, I think, is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, there's no denying the advancement of Baker since OBJ's absence, you know, going down in week seven on the beginning drive. And then Kevin Stefanski, I think, can potentially have this team primed for a playoff run, you look like I said, the front seven, you've got one of the best backfields in the NFL and Nick Chubb, and you've got Kareem Hunt. And like I just mentioned, Baker as well with OBJ going down, you look, his stats in the NFL have been looking very well. The advancement of him cannot be denied with how he's been playing since OBJ went down. Man, I want you to tell me, could you see those two potentially matching up in the Super Bowl in February, man? Tampa, yes, because I can see Tampa going on a run. I think uh, Cleveland's a long ways away in the secondary, especially. They give up right. a lot of points, man. When they see a good team in the playoffs, I mean, think about having to go through KC if you're the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> right. This last game, it'd be a little tough. It would be an interesting game, though. Um, I will say this about the Browns, and I've been saying it recently. It's kind of been a, a new take for me that I've been saying a lot. I think Kevin Stefanski saved Baker Mayfield's career. I think he did, too. I, Kevin I Stefanski's my coach of the year right now, and I'll argue it all day over Brian yeah. Flores. I truly yeah. believe Stefanski is the coach of the year right now, in my opinion. You eat, throw out the whole two of benching with Flores. Stefanski's my dude right now for coach of the yeah. year. If I had yeah, to if, if Baker goes out, 
and throws another 15, 20 interceptions like he did last year, I think he's done. You put him in the same boat as Daniel Jones. You right. put him in the same situation that Sam Darnold's going to find himself in as the Jets are scrambling trying to find his replacement and they're failing at it. But and I think Sam Darnold's okay. I don't think Sam Darnold's a terrible quarterback. I'm right. just saying that your time runs out very quickly as a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I really yes, think Kevin Stefanski and what Baker Mayfield and the entire offense did this year saved that man's career, and he, he probably just bought himself a contract with his, with his uh, performance and improvement, really. Just seeing the improvement is the biggest thing. I mean, he, he threw 20 interceptions last year. I mean, it's hard to, to forget about that, but this season he really kind of put those doubts aside. So I will say that about the Browns. I think the Browns are heading in the right direction. They just need some more work on defense. Definitely. As far as Tampa, and I'm going to talk about Tampa when I get my <laughs> next matchup, but uh, I just I agree with you. I think that team at any moment – can go off and I've been saying it all season to everyone that's doubted them the second they start clicking the second Arians and Brady get on the same page as far as what they want to do on the offense and all the receivers and everyone the chemistry just all comes together it's going to be a lot like we saw with that Miami Heat team you know I'm comparing to basketball Miami Heat struggled that first season together but when it started clicking they became one of the greatest teams of all time I love that illusion dude if you think that Tom Brady is just going to lay down in these playoffs you're very fooled you're very, you that, better watch that was out. My thing. Don't How sleep do we learn him. betting against him? Yep, don't sleep on him. Um, I w- if I had to predict who's going to come out the NFC, I might not pick Tampa, but definitely probably the biggest dark horse, maybe the best wildcard team we've ever seen. Right, absolutely. And it, you look too, you know, Tampa coming in, they were big Super Bowl favorites. A lot of predictions I saw had Tampa in the Super Bowl and with them reeling back and now then potentially going in as a dark horse, it almost scares you because you know it's so easy to doubt them because really ever since the Giants game, they've showed cracks in the armor. Everybody wanted to rag on them about losing to New Orleans and then losing to Chicago. One, it was the opener. Two, they were hindered at Chicago. So they were good up until they met the Giants. Really just fell down the hill, kind of recovered a little bit, like I said, you know, got some of their points on the board, have lost to good teams as well. But having a run from Tom Brady in the Super Bowl would be absolutely insane. I absolutely think it would close the GOAT argument if it's not done already uh, for the greatest player in the you know, in the history yeah. of the the NFL. For everyone listening that owns a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. Whether you're just starting your business or you've been running it for a while now, FedEx Office gives you the best way to literally print everything for marketing. Hats, uh, logos for anything, mouse pads, materials, posters, just graphics on anything. And the best part about it is the simplicity of the business and the company. And we're teaming up with FedEx and Podgo to bring our listeners 30% off your next order of 100 bucks or more. All you got to do is go to podgo.co slash FedEx, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O slash FedEx for 30% off your next order. Like I said, of a hundred bucks or more, go check out FedEx office. You will most definitely thank us later for checking it out. If I want to tell FedEx if they're watching, you pick the right guy because he just convinced me I might go hop on that opportunity. Yes, sir. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get everybody right, dude. I'm about to, I'm trying to get a sticker for the mic. I'm trying to get face masks <laughs> going, dude. I'm, I'm trying to get a lot of branding going. So I will, Speaking I will definitely thing. be checking out FedEx office without we a question. just got this. This came in just like yesterday. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for my second matchup, this is the one, if I'm talking about dark horses, wild card teams, making it all the way, this one would be a ton of fun to watch. I would, rather, I would like to just see these guys go out at an exhibition game. Baltimore Ravens from the AFC versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the NFC. That would be a really fun game. The Ravens are heating up. And the reason why that game would be so fun is because the abstract offense that the Ravens have. We thought that the NFL had figured it out. But ever since Lamar got that break, he really focused in. He honed in on his game. And they are going off once again. Like they look like the fourteen and two 
Ravens that we saw last yeah. season in the playoffs that a lot of people were really high on. A lot of people thought that that Ravens team could make a run. So here oh, yeah. you are, and you, they're going to see tough opponents because they're going to be a wild card team this year versus winning the division. Uh, thanks to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Baltimore, I think, can keep up with anyone in the AFC right now. And yeah, the way they're feeling, that, absolutely. Yeah, any team that sleeps on them, you better watch out because Baltimore might pull off an upset on the road in the playoffs. And, then, yeah, you were saying about Tampa. And, you know, we could keep preaching it. This team is just one click away where it's all coming together from beating everyone. 100%. The offense is so good. The defense has the potential to be so good. Yep. And when it all comes together, they're going to be amazing. I'm more excited for Tampa Bay next season in what, age 44, Tom Brady, than I am anything. Because I know that once they get a full offseason. You think he'll be back? I think he's coming back one more time. Yeah. I think yeah. he's coming if back he, one yeah, more if time. He, if he's going to throw close to 40 touchdowns and 4,000 yards in his first yeah. year with a new team, yeah, I could, I, I could see him coming back to make another run. Especially if Breeze is going to retire this year, he kind of feels like, okay, it's my turn to win the division. Mm-hmm. My turn to say that I left and won a division and, you know, went on a, a Super Bowl run or two. So, yeah, I, I feel you on that. I actually think if Tampa goes all the way and wins it, he's more likely to retire than if they lose. I think he's more likely to retire on oh, top. Yeah than he would be if they lose. He's going to come back. He's got the hunger to keep playing. He wouldn't have signed on uh, for two seasons if he didn't plan on playing two seasons. Um, so I expect to see Brady back. And like you said, we've seen regression, and it's obvious that there's, there's going to be a regression. But right. he's still playing at a high level in the NFL, and the talent around him can make up for that little bit of regression. It's just more about getting them to click. A lot of times when they're out there, these games they lose and, and they start to struggle, you could see the, the – the battle between the coaching staff and Brady and the style yep. of offense they want to run. So they got to get it. I think after they get a full off season, I'm more excited for what they put out in a full season after they get a full off season to kind of work out those kinks. I agree, man. I totally agree. Last dark horse Super Bowl prediction for a couple teams that I feel like, again, we we're not, we're going to potentially write these teams off and we really could see them playing in the big game in February. One of the teams that my boy Mike just named early on with his first prediction, the Indianapolis Colts facing the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl in February, guys, from the perspective of the Rams. Now, I feel like especially after losing in back-to-back weeks, I know losing to the Jets, everybody was flipping about that give them that one clunker of the year, you know, whatever it may be. Maybe it was against Buffalo, but they came back and and lost by three after getting smacked. So give them that clunker of the year potentially to the Jets. But also coming back and losing to the Seahawks. Now the Seahawks are a good team, but Jared Goff really stunk it up again, which was super unfortunate. We know he can get into these turnover tunnels, but I've seen the capability that this team has this season. And they're one of the most balanced teams in the NFL. I want to say they're uh, still – one uh, top eight to 10 in offensive defense, uh, offensive and defensive stats, yards, points, things of that nature. I know they were just a few weeks ago and they've been playing pretty decent football since then. Um, you look at Sean McVay, I think he's as good as coach as any. He's a young coach in the NFL. He could be on the, you know, potentially pedestal to be one of the best coaches in the NFL for years to come alongside Sean McDermott in Buffalo and, you know, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. And Jared Goff is absolutely legit when he is protected. I think the secondary is top tier in the NFL. And these Rams are really starting to get the 2018 Super Bowl run vibes to them again, not necessarily as lethal to where when the Saints came in and kind of put their um, 
foot on their throat before coming back to only win by 10 late in that game. I feel like they're that strong of a team now, potentially to where they could come in and just on their best day with Jared Goff in the protection, with the defense really being there all year, and Sean McVay just being that creative mastermind that we know he is in the NFL that I think these Rams could run back to the Super Bowl. I do think we could even see another Saints-Rams NFC championship on our hands before we know. A huge opinion that I whiffed on is I predicted the Rams to finish last in the NFC West. Now they're probably going to come second in the division. So it's definitely a huge, huge mashup that we could see in the Super Bowl. And then from the perspective of the Colts, I mean, I really alluded to a lot of it earlier, but like I said, if you've been keeping up with the show since the post NFL draft, I think the Colts maybe had one of the best drafts in the NFL this year. I've been saying that the Colts are a top five roster on both sides of the football Super Bowl contenders. If rivers were better or rather if they had just a better quarterback in position, Matt Ryan, like I've literally been saying <laughs> all year, some people are saying potentially Carson Wentz or Matthew Stafford. I would like to see Stafford definitely over Wentz, not really crapping on Wentz. I'm just, I'm not going to take his play when I feel like I have a very loaded and borderline elite roster for me to win now when I know Stafford has been playing football well this season compared to Wentz, maybe not, you know, gaps more, but I would take Stafford in that situation, but they need to invest again in Matt Ryan, most definitely because he could come in there and win a Super Bowl with them. And you look, you, you know, you even go through the names of uh, on the roster. Michael Pittman Jr., who was drafted. You got T.Y. Hilton, who's a surefire one, a great two in MPJ, like I just mentioned. You got Zach Pascal. You got Mo Ali Cox. The defense is absolutely loaded from Rock Yassin to Darius Leonard. You got DeForest Buckner, who is probably their best pickup of the offseason. These Colts are loaded. I called them winning the division coming in, but I really could see the Indianapolis Colts running to the Super Bowl. Would you potentially see the Rams and Colts meeting up? Could you see the Rams representing the NFC in February, Mike? Honestly, the Rams, that's a little bit of a long shot for me just because a little sus right they're, now, huh? they're struggling to put up points against, you know, Seattle. They're struggling right. to put up points against NYJ. Not even going to say the Jets. Oh, uh, oh, said the Jets. Anyways, <laughs> they're struggling to put up points against so disrespect in back-to-back weeks. In NYJ. <laughs> What's going to happen when they see New Orleans? What's going to happen when they have to see Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers drops 40 on them? What's right. going to happen when, you know – they see Seattle again if they struggle with Seattle. So I'm not too confident in the Rams making that run. When the Rams got hot there in the middle of the season, a lot of people immediately jumped on them and said, this, this is a Super Bowl team. And I think that they would be a dark horse. That would be a really, a really big dark horse. I think it's a long shot for the Rams. The Colts, on the other hand, I agree with you that on any week, if the Colts play a good game, they could beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I really think they yeah, could. The Colts are a good team, dude. I've, I've been talking about Indianapolis for a while, and I'm telling you, man, they get that quarterback situation mm-hmm. right. They, they have a great roster mm-hmm. over there in Indianapolis, dude, 100%. Yeah, as far as wild card teams that could go, I think the Colts are probably right there with uh, Baltimore and Tampa for me of the wild card teams I realistically could see go. You know what I mean? So I, I like I like the pick of the Colts. The Rams would be fun to see them go just because of that defense. You obviously want to see Aaron Donald. What happened with the Rams this year? And I also had them predicted to fall in that division this year. Yeah, you saw a huge turnover of players. Um, veteran players, core players on defense and offense yes. in the offseason. So we're going to see a lot of youth this year. So I expected some inconsistency. But I think I misjudged just how good Sean McVay is because he made it right. work. And they do have some young talent and, and stuff to look forward to into the future, especially with guys like Cam Akers uh, and, and more, obviously. Um, so I think that the Rams are going to be good for years to come. But I don't know if this year's the year. They're a little too inconsistent. And I think it comes with the turnover. A lot of youth on that roster. 
Right, absolutely. And like you, you know, mentioned with Jared Goff getting into those turnover holes, but you look at these teams that, you know, a lot of these teams that have the young talent, the Rams could be one of those with guys that could come back and just guys that they could coach up and keep on that roster for a while. And you definitely alluded to Sean McVay. I think he'll be a, a top three, top two coach. I mean, he could potentially go for best coach in the NFL one year, you know, just how well he's able to come to the table. He gets, you know, some people have kind of said he resembles that John Gruden a little bit, maybe a little bit of Belichick. We know he's got the offensive mind like a Sean Payton or Andy Reid so he's almost like uh I I guess it's the right word a symbiote I guess would be just Mm -hmm. of all these NFL coaches into one and you feel like he could be such a great product in the NFL and I would love to see him do it with a team like the Rams you know I I don't even hate the Rams because of the no call because on the refs still like Sean McVay as a guy (laughs) and I hated to see Cooper Cup go on IR too man that's that's big for the Rams I I, or the COVID-19 list or whatever it might have been that's huge for them I think that's going to impact their playoff implications or their run whatever it may be but uh, I would like to see the Rams maybe make some noise this year. Not over my New Orleans Saints, though. <laughs> and that is going to wrap up today's episode of the What Off Season Sports Podcast, everybody. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to check out these Dark Horse Super Bowl predictions for the upcoming Super Bowl in 2021 for the NFL season. I was joined by the heartbreak kid himself, the man responsible for my pickums, like I mentioned, Sean Michaels from Mike on the Mike Sports. Man, tell us again where we can check out all your content and, of course, your great podcast. Yeah, man. Mike on the Mike Sports Cross the Board once again. Um, YouTube is the biggest one I'm trying to launch right now. Um, but I put out content daily on Instagram, daily on TikTok. Yep. If you like to see my comedic part of my brain, that's that's what the TikTok is mostly for. It's a lot of fun. I love but the I TikTok used, I used content. To grow the show I'm jealous. Well. I am genuinely jealous of your TikTok. <laughs> you're you're killing it. You're crushing it's all it. About, it's all about being goofy. Now. It's all about being goofy. That, that app is all about Yeah, man. You got to be creative on there. Yeah. You, 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 you damn near borderline got to be annoyingly extra yeah. because you got to you know you got to catch attention, but yeah. love it, man. L- love the content you're putting time. out. Of course, like I said, everyone, links are in the description. Name is on the screen for you. At Michael the Mike Sports across the board like you said of course don't forget to check out the link tree in our bio every bit of content we're putting out all the uh, podcast platforms all the social media pages everything from what off season uh, what excuse me from what off season is there in the bio of course new episodes every friday don't forget to check back next week as i'm breaking down the wild card round of the playoffs yes the playoffs are coming up that quick and i'm going to be looking at our final 14 teams in the nfl who are pretenders and contenders and we're going to be laying out that wild card round this is what off season and michael the mike sports signing out everybody who that